You're listening to Gypsy and a Gentleman. We are your hosts, Rick and Gypsy, and this is an adult entertainment podcast about our sex life. Oh, and spoiler alert, we just started swinging. So this is for anyone looking to get a voyeuristic look into a non-monogamous marriage. Today on the show, Gypsy and I are going to lay everything on the line. We're going to tell you where we've been for the past six months, why we pulled a Houdini, and we're going to pull back the curtain and let you see behind the scenes of Gypsy and a Gentleman. See if I still remember how to use this stuff. <laughs> Gypsy, welcome back. Hi, Rick. It's been a while since we've talked. August 26th. Does that ring a bell to you? No. <laughs> that was the last time we uploaded anything. Oh, God. And a lot has happened. Yeah. And not a lot. I mean, in the lifestyle type of things, literally nothing has happened. <laughs> this is like a, a screeching halt. Actually, it wasn't really like that. There was no like fire. Was that crash. your Tommy Boy impression? I can't stop. <laughs> no, but was it good? It was okay. Oh shit! All right. How have you been? Uh... Let's let's start this a little bit differently. <laughs> How have the last couple of weeks been for you? Uh, the last couple of weeks have been okay. Yeah. My panic attacks have been less than. So that's. Do you think some of that is because of witchcraft? I think it might be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a high priestess yet? No, not yet. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll get into that a little bit later. Oh, God. Well, let's, let's rewind really quick. Let's go back because it's been summer bang since okay. the last time. We haven't, we, we didn't even talk about summer, summer bang. No, we sure didn't. I don't know that you and I really talked about we, Summer Bang. We didn't because we didn't we didn't have the time. I kind of wish we had one of those conspiracy theory boards. Oh God, yeah. Where we have the strings tied to the different things. Yeah. That have happened. You'll have to do that part. I'm definitely the guy in the meme smoking though. Like, okay. With my hair all crazy. I don't have the mind for a conspiracy theory board. Oh, I'll just tell you what to do then. Okay. <laughs> Works. Yeah, um, like a lot has has happened. And I guess it's not fair to say, well, nothing in the lifestyle has happened and therefore there's nothing to talk about because that's we've been real from the beginning. Hashtag speed shitting. So this is just part of life. It is. In general. Because it's been so long. Yeah. Why don't we bring our listeners up to speed on why we Houdini'd everybody? Okay. And uh, we're not ostriches. By we, you mean me. Yeah. Well, and by extension, me as well. Well, right, because we haven't had a podcast, so. But. We haven't had a podcast and people were messaging and I didn't know what to say. So I just kind of ignored everything, literally stuck my head in the sand and prayed for the best. Yeah. I didn't, but I don't pray. So I drank a lot. <laughs> That's a different kind of praying. Yeah. Yeah. Altered meditation, I guess. Altered state meditation. Um, so let's, um, I don't know. Do we want to put this on a timeline type thing? Sure. So, cause it's really hard to get started. Like I'm all sweaty and okay. it's like, I, I know that it's really air conditioned in here, but I am super sweaty. So August. August. So we went to summer bang. We did. Had an awesome time. It was an incredible time. Yeah. 
we came home and we still had family here at the house. We did. We had uh, two. Two members of the family. Two yep. members of the family. And they stuck around for like 10 days yeah. after we got back. Yeah. So we didn't get a chance to really talk. No, we didn't have like hardly any alone time or we'd start kind of whispering about something and somebody would come outside because we always like sit mm-hmm. outside and vape and smoke on the on the porch and they would come outside to want to talk to us and we're like, go away. Yeah, we need to talk about <laughs> Things that happen. A 10-person orgy. Like, come on. It's really hard to talk about that when your very conservative family is hanging around on the other side of the walls. So then they left and I got COVID. Well, let's let's rewind. Oh. They left. The day they left, I threw my back out. Oh shit, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh my god, I forgot about that. And I pissed and moaned about it for was it two days or just one day? We went to the hospital the next day. Yeah, I think it was the next day because I literally would not stop nagging you about how we needed to go to the hospital. It's the worst pain I think I've ever seen you in. Yeah, I was debilitated. Yeah. Debilitized? Debilitated. Debilitized it was, it is not a word. It was debilitating. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't. I was using a uh, an umbrella to walk around. <laughs> like, I don't want a cane. All you're just going to use is an umbrella. Um, so yeah, we, we went to the hospital and they gave me a... Pain concoction, muscle relaxers, and it took a while for you to. It was like four or five days yeah. before I was able to like really function again normally. Yeah, which I can only imagine would mess you up because you couldn't work out. You yeah. couldn't that's, run. That's how I threw so my. Like, ultimately, that's how I threw my back out. Was working out in the garage. Right. So today is actually a monumental day because not only are we talking to each other on the podcast stuff, but you went for a run today, and this is literally the first time since then. First time since. Um, August. Late August. So yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. summer bang. Awesome. Uh, and you threw your back out. Uh, then I got COVID and uh, it was the first, my first time. <laughs> like I'm vaccinated in all kinds of ways and to Sunday. And then I got managed to get COVID when I got home. Crazy enough. Yeah. Hashtag Florida. And, um, and nobody else in the family got sick. No. Well, the kids, they, I think- they tested positive, but nobody else was sick. I was the only one and I felt like death. Yeah. I mean, there were like three days where I did not get out of bed. I mean, I wasn't as bad as going to the hospital and being on a resp- respirator or whatever, but it really set me back mentally, I think, in a big, big way. So to kind of frame that up, we went and had this amazing time of summer bang. We come home to family members interrupting our what would be rehashing the high times and doing recording. I threw out, I threw sexy out my, time. Yeah, sexy time. Lots of it, probably. I threw out my back. You get COVID. Yeah. Fun times. Uh, in the midst of it, my like all that stuff happening, my dad with getting his cancer. My mom is, she has cancer too, but it's in remission right now. So that was kind of a a thing like, Mm -hmm. and everything that's happened in the last six months with that, like my dad is still homeless living in a hotel room because. Well, that'll, that'll come. (laughs) Sorry. We'll we'll get into that in a minute. I got COVID. I was super sick. I was behind on literally everything. And like the podcast is only a small part of our life. Right. Yeah. But, uh, it, it was like another thing and people and I don't know, like just everything. keeping up with the social media aspect of yeah. it and keeping your head in it with so much going on Outs- immediately. Yeah. And, um, and honestly, I think even without the podcast or the lifestyle or the trip or any of it, I probably would have all had these things happen anyways. Um, but 
it, it just all compounded in a perfect storm at that time and uh, tanked me. So then after that, um, I just, I felt overwhelmed by absolutely everything, uh, by lifing basically. And I think I was really ashamed of how overwhelmed I was and how just like how I couldn't pick myself up and just do the things. And I started getting really, when I get really overwhelmed, I get really, really scared and of like everything of my own shadow. And so then I have to drag that scared self out of bed every morning. And that's exhausting. And it's stupid because it's like, if I was scared of something in real life, like I'm scared of spiders. So I like puff myself up and get all big and like go fight the spider and kill it with a shoe or spray it down with the, the poison stuff or whatever, you know, but when it's stuff in your head and it's just being overwhelmed by life, there's no, there's, it's hard to figure out what, what it is that you need to face to like face it down or let go of or, or whatever. And, um, I just became really scared of letting everybody down to, to include you to my family, most importantly. And I started feeling like I was already letting everybody down and like pushed this core belief inside of me that I've had for a long time, maybe forever, that I am not good, that I am bad, that I am worthless. So it, it kind of becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I just, it was bad. And then I had a really shit therapist. So I'd been telling my therapist for a couple of months that I needed something else. Like we needed to try something else. Like whatever we were doing wasn't working. Like I hired, I hired a fucking life coach, <laughs> you know, paid a life coach there for a little while to try and like get back on track. And I was having a panic attack during my therapy session. And she basically tells me, well, there's nothing else. If You should probably go to the doc, like the ER. Over the phone. Uh, yeah. So we, we were on zoom. We, <clears throat> we were zooming. And right. so that's what she tells me over zoom is, well, nobody's going to be able to do anything different for you. This is what it's going to be. So if this is how you are, then maybe you should go to the ER. And that's when the kind of the bottom dropped out. Holy yeah. shit. Because, well, I'm having a panic attack and in these panic attacks, sometimes I feel like I'm going to die or I'm going to go absolutely insane. Like I'm going to lose the core, like whatever might be left of me and I'm going to lose it somehow. It doesn't make any sense. It's just a, like this massive amount of panic. And so I was having that. And when I'm in that panic, it's that flight, fight, freeze thing or whatever. You don't, you're not always thinking straight. You're trying to survive. And at that moment, I was just, I was told basically like, there's nothing, there's no other tools for you to survive. And it's like all of the tired and the exhaustion from months just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was like, I'm tired of being tired. I don't want to, I don't want to be tired anymore. I don't want to fight this anymore. I don't want to, I don't want to do this anymore. And, um, so I got legitimately suicidal and, um, scared the shit out of you. I'm sure you took me to the hospital and well, before that though, <clears throat> you also called the hotline. I tried to, which <laughs> I tried to. So oh my God. It was, you put you in a loop of some kind. I, yeah, I was trying to call like the national suicide hotline, the new one. Um, and I actually wasn't trying to call it. I was kind of trying to text it because I didn't like, I was scared of this feeling that was in me, this, these thoughts that I was having. And so I tried to, I did, I tried to call it the 988 or whatever it is, the new one. Um, and, uh, like it would ask you these series of questions to see where you were at. And I would answer these questions and I've been doing this for a long time. I've been in therapy for 13 plus years. So I, you know, knew I'm, I'm at risk knew the thoughts that I was having weren't good. And I was just having panic attack after panic attack. So uh, it didn't help though. You're absolutely right. So I had a therapist fail me. And then I tried to text the suicide hotline and 
just they just kept throwing me back into that same screen over and over and over again. And I was like, there really is nothing. <laughs> Even the suicide hotline isn't going to help me. God, this sounds like I'm still struggling with not feeling shame about this, which is why we haven't ha- had a podcast yet. It's why I uh, really haven't talked to anybody because I just I'm trying really hard to not feel shame. <laughs> well, you have nothing to feel shame about. So, yeah. So then you took me to the ER um, and they had me stay. I did have COVID um, still while I was in the hospital. And that's what you. That's what I was telling people. <laughs> yeah. I made you not tell anybody to include anybody in my own family except for um, my, my best friend. But I was like, you cannot tell. Any- I mean, that's how just absolutely ashamed I was of everything. I just, you can't tell anybody what's going on. You can't yeah. say anything to, don't your, talk to my mom. Your mom was pretty upset with me when <laughs> she found out. And Did I was you guys like, have a conversation about So like, no. while, while I was in the hospital, my mom, like they were trying to figure out some, like, uh, I don't know, some plans of some kind. And so kept calling me. I didn't have my phone because they take away everything. Like I couldn't wear my wedding ring. And um, so because she was calling me and calling me and calling me, I wasn't answering. Then she finally called Rick and Rick answered. (laughs) I was like, where are you? They're in the hospital. (laughs) It was so awkward. And I don't remember. Did she, did she yell at you? Did she like, no, she was one of more of the stern type. Well, it sure would be nice to know that my daughter's in the hospital. I'm like, well, she specifically asked me not to tell anybody. And that includes you. Sorry. (laughs) So, so, I mean, that's the story that I was telling people is that you were in the hospital, had COVID. Because, I mean, it was kind of true. They were keeping me in the hospital. Because of that. I had COVID, yeah. Yeah, until um, you tested clear or whatever. Yeah. And then once I tested clear, then I went to a behavioral health center. AKA? The Looney Bin. Shutter Island. <laughs> it wasn't quite Shutter Island, but it was very scary. Yeah. It, it was It was like Shutter Island meets Shawshank Redemption <laughs> type yeah. thing. I mean, it was... When you look it up and it says what it is, behavior health center, you're like, oh, that sounds nice. Like meditation. I wonder if they have yoga and stuff. Zen. Yeah. No, they have straight jackets and. <laughs> we weren't wearing straight jackets. No, I know. But I bet some of those people there needed them. Probably. Like Probably. the one that was calling you bitch and oh, whatever yeah. she was she doing. She had like a second personality that was yeah. pretending to be Italian or whatever. Yeah. She was my roommate. <laughs> like yeah. I had to go up to the desk and I was like, am I like, I'm pretty sure that she's not actually angry at me, but it's just, I happen to be in the corner of her eye. And in your mind, were you singing Metallica? No. Sleep with one eye open. <laughs> no, but I got a lot of therapy while I was in there though. Um, and it's hard being in a place like that because a lot of those people were, um, mentally insane. Yeah, there were some mentally insane people there. And mm-hmm. I'm not mentally insane. I'm just really, really sad. <laughs> and I beat the shit out of myself. It's like my 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 shadow self there, in order to survive, thinks that to protect me, that it needs to put me down to not like, don't get too big for your bridges. Don't, you know, don't, don't get attached to these people. Don't. And so then sometimes I do get attached to people <laughs> and then I freak out that I'm going to lose those people. Um, and then it's like I said, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy that I'm holding on so hard or I'm so overwhelmed that I'm doing everything wrong. And I'm like I said, that's like shadow self is telling me about how fucked up I am and how wrong I am and how bad I am and how worthless I am. I said as a survival technique, but it, after a while it gets tired. It, it gets really tiring uh, trying to 
trying to balance that, trying to tell it, no, it's not like that, <laughs> you know? Um, and then afterwards, so that whole time I didn't have a phone. And so, um, and I got a new phone right after that, right after we got, I got home from the hospital and I didn't download anything. I, I didn't, I didn't, it's like I kept myself in that sequestration. Like I haven't posted anything on my personal Facebook. I haven't. I remember, you know, nothing. You literally dropped off the face of the earth. I did. I did. It's like, people are scary and I am too just like I said, raw exposed nerves. So, and it left me holding the bag. That's what I was going to say. So how, how in the beginning, like when you had to, when people were asking, uh, you know, what were people asking? Um, the initial thing was, Hey, where are you guys? You know, where'd you guys go? When's the next episode? I haven't heard from you, you know, whatever. And what did you say? I think my responses were kind of like, Oh, we're just, uh, ironing out some family issues that we need to deal with before we get back into the the groove of things. I just assumed that everybody assumed that we went to Summer Bang, some things happened, and then we were getting a divorce and boom, like that was what was happening. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking too. Like, man, if we don't say something soon, they're going to think like something, well, I mean, something really bad did happen. Yeah. They're going to think the wrong thoughts. Yeah. Not, it wasn't bad. Like you and me bad. I mean, it's been bad for us. I like, I, I know how it is living with it. So, uh, how is it living with me with it? You know, I remember when I came out in the garage right before we went to the hospital, Mm. uh, when I didn't realize where you were at that day, I remember feeling like I let you down because I didn't see it. What kind of husband doesn't notice that about his wife, you know? Um, And then I was scared. Like we took you to the hospital and they put you in a straight jacket. (laughs) Metaphorically. Metaphorically. Um, And, you know, no visitors, at least it was the first couple days. You tested positive for COVID, obviously. Then I had to wear a bag to come see you. Yeah. And so I was going back and forth to the hospital. Luckily, the the first hospital was just a, a 10 minute drive from the house. So. Leave the kids at home, go visit mom, come home, work in the yard, feed the kids, <laughs> drink myself to sleep, and, and then get up and do it again. And not to mention we had a new puppy. And we had a new puppy. We had, we have the, the Cavalier, and then mm-hmm. we had just not too long before that gotten um, the Rottweiler puppy. That's right. Yep. So yeah, we had the, the puppy at home and the kids and me and things had to keep moving here and I was worried about you there. And then after we came home from Shutter Island, it was very, it felt (laughs) sensitive around the house. Yeah. Like, did you feel like you were walking on eggshells? A little bit. Yeah. Um, Because in my mind, because after we had talked and you were like, Oh my God, what a wake up call for me. I don't ever want to go back into a place like that ever again. Yeah. That is not where I belong. Yeah. And you were, you seemed hundred percent better than you were, you know, two weeks before that. Yeah. Part of me is like, okay, so how much time do I need to give her? How much, how much time before I bring up the subject of putting out a podcast, maybe listening to our audio files from Antigua, or maybe I just don't say anything at all. So I didn't say anything all for, I don't know, several weeks. Yeah. We, um, uh, finally a couple of our family members found out what what, what would happen, you know? About me going to the hospital. Yeah. yeah. And then we, we talked to, to Richard and Lauren about what happened. Mm-hmm. And finally, I was able to, to be honest with them. And 
which was a relief for me that the cat was out of the bag finally. Yeah. At least with somebody. With somebody. Yeah. yeah. And that I was having to lie to, which didn't make, didn't feel good. I know. And I'm sorry. It's I not, really am. it's not your fault. I know, but it's, it's God, like you didn't choose for that to happen. I know, but I wouldn't judge. I wouldn't judge anybody else for having this happen and being ashamed. So it's, yeah. Anyways, you keep going. So, um, we just kind of played cat and mouse around lifestyle stuff and um, the the podcast. And then I think the first time that I brought it up, you went down into a spiral, had a panic attack. I did. I was and still. Then I didn't. I didn't even broach the subject again for I don't know a couple months. I was still having panic attacks um, really regularly. Like they were. I'm. I was heavily medicated and. Um, like thinking about all the things that I just, I wasn't even trying to spin the plates anymore. I just let every single one of them drop and crash on the floor. And so thinking about the podcast, thinking about uh, the the career that I was trying to go, the path that I was trying to go down, thinking about just like any of those things. The social media. I mean, and I, uh, oh, anything to do with the podcast. Yeah. So the podcast, media. like I said, the big, the really big one was, um, the, the real estate thing. I lost my professional status. Um, any, any of that, any of the things that I was trying to juggle during that time, like going back and thinking about them was painful and just put me right back in that place of, Oh my God, I suck. I really suck. Like, why can't I just like, my life's not that bad. In fact, I have a really good life. Um, so why the fuck can't I just pull my bootstraps up and get it the fuck together? which is still something I'm grappling with, but I'm trying to take steps now. So I've been basically thinking of the last six months as um, just a time to sort of rebuild myself little, little by little, um, journaling, the whole spiritual witchcraft, like yeah. yoga stuff and just all of that. And um, But you don't have a cauldron yet. No, I don't have a cauldron yet. Do you think you'll have one one day? <laughs> Probably. I mean, I have some magic wands, so. That's true. <laughs> you know, and and um, it's, it's interesting because it's like you keep bringing up social media, but it wasn't just like most people when they get involved with social media, there's like a, a body issue involved. Like I don't, I don't. And I, we all have things that we wish were tighter and or bigger or smaller or, you know, whatever, like everybody has insecurities about that. And so I had some too, but it wasn't like, that wasn't why I was struggling. It was just literally like, well, my life is pathetic. So how do I share anything that's going on in my life? <laughs> because I'm so pathetic. Um, and that's kind of what like that on, on that, like the social media front is, and like not even just on the podcast, on my own personal social media, it's been really hard. And like I said, I've been really scared of people and letting people down again. And so it's been like, whew, when I say I have not, like I have become a shut in, <laughs> uh, digitally and physically. And, um, in some ways that's been good because then it means I can work on stuff without worrying about the pressure I put on myself, um, when it comes to other people and like trying to live up to these imaginary expectations and like standards and things. Uh, but on the other hand, it means that I'm really lonely, <laughs> like dogs, kids, husband. Um, occasionally I talk to my best friend. Um, uh, I obligatorily talk to my mom on occasion. <laughs> um, uh, that's, that's it. That's really it. I could show you like three people that I've text messaged probably in the last five months. So this 
for me is kind of a step in the, I think I'm just ready to be all out there and not think of this as some dark, dirty secret. Right. Are you ashamed of me? I'm not ashamed of you at all. Actually, I'm incredibly proud that you just came right out in the open and just talked about all this. Really? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) So I feel like that was the hard part between us and you. That was the initially the, I think the hard part of the podcast of this, of this show, but that's not all folks. There's more. (laughs) So we mentioned that your father. Yep. Um, found out about bone cancer. Yeah, it's a, a really rare form of bone cancer. And he had to go in. I mean, he went in for several several different things uh, for testing. And, yeah. And then finally, he was going to have bone marrow transplant. His, or not, his own. Um, well, his own. Not, so what they were doing technically was taking cell. out. Yeah, taking out his own stem cells. And then they radiated the crap out of him. So basically with nothing was left. And then they put his that they had cultured back in, healthy ones back in. Um, but that left him with absolutely no immune system. Right. He literally has to go and get all of the shots you get as a baby all over again. Yeah. But before, right before that happened. Yeah. He, so while he he's was, in the hospital. He's in the hospital getting ready to have this done and having it done. We find out. Oh my God. Yeah. That my- they had a water heater burst <laughs> and fall through the floor and leak everywhere weeks, three weeks before we found out yeah. and nothing had been done about it. Yep. They just had come to the conclusion and not the dad, your mom and your brother and your uncle or whoever it was. Yeah. Uh, we'll get it figured out. We'll just do, we'll just DIY it. I think everybody was just so like on that end stressed out that they couldn't, they couldn't function either. Like, well, mm-hmm. but I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you, <laughs> your father. Yeah. He called me. Yeah. What did he say? He asked me for help. He didn't know what to do. And I think probably this might've been one of the first times he'd been in that position where he couldn't do anything. Cause he was in the hospital. Yeah. So he reached out to me and he said, can you help us somehow Maybe start a GoFundMe account or something. I just can like I I need help. You know, of course he was very emotional, started crying. Yeah. And so I set up a GoFundMe, dropped dropped a couple thousand dollars into it to get it started, whatever. I don't even remember how much it was. Yeah. And then decided, I'm sorry, but your family's incompetent. <laughs> and that not it had been at, at that point it had been a month. Yeah. By the time I set by the time I got the phone call from your dad. Got the GoFundMe set up. Um, four weeks had passed since it initially happened and nothing had been done at the house. Yeah. And I get it. When you don't have any money, it's hard. Well, my dad was in the hospital. My mom can't physically move stuff. Like nothing had been even moved out of the room yeah. where it was <laughs> where the flooding had happened. So you got on the phone with your um, one of your family members yeah. um, and said, can you send your husband over to the house tomorrow at 9 a.m. or whatever it was? Yeah. I'll have my brother meet you there, clean out that freaking room. Yeah. And they did. Yep. Nothing had been done until you made a phone call. Yeah. Or that's what they, it seemed like they, that's what they were telling me. So. And so what do we do? We packed up the freaking truck. <laughs> yep. We got in the truck. We With the two kids. dogs, two kids, <laughs> pickup truck, my tools. And we drove from central Florida to freaking Wyoming. Yeah. In the winter, it sucked. 
in the winter. It was a, like a 30-hour drive. 30, yeah. Give or take. Yeah. Just to get work started on the house. Yeah. And what did we find? Like, we showed up. The room had been cleared oh. out. The carpet had been picked up. But there was yeah. piles of shit in the room. They had gutted it, but they hadn't taken anything out. And, um, like, all the trash was still there. We didn't even tell anybody we were coming. Nope, we didn't. We just showed up in the house and basically started working. Um, yeah. Tore up the floors. Yeah. Tore the walls out. We found black mold. Everywhere. All over the the floor yeah. joists. And uh, we just started cleaning. We just started. We just started. We just started. And I want, there's a particular listener that donated <laughs> so freaking much money. It brought me to tears. Yeah, it really did. Um, You know who you are. And I don't think there's enough words to say how thankful we are for that. Because she and he almost single-handedly were able to fund a big, a big portion of some of those renovations. Yeah. So without our listeners, without the people that are tuning in right now, the people we're friends with, the people we're friends with, yeah, our, our friends (laughs) were very generous. I think with, with some of the, so since then my, my dad does, he's not homeless necessarily. He's living in a a hotel room and, um, is um, this, this is sponsored through the VA, right? It is. It is. Yeah. The VA is taking care of him. And through that, they found other organizations that are helping them try to finish the house. But I mean, as of right now, my dad is still, like I said, living in the hotel and my mom is still trekking water over (laughs) because there's, I don't, maybe they've turned the water back on, but obviously the water heater is not in yet and they're still working on getting the room back together. It's like three rooms back together. So, and I, of course I had to take off work. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if I wasn't working, we probably would have just stayed there and just kept working. But yeah. We would have, I had, I took two weeks off and it was last minute too. Yeah. Thank was God it, for what, your boss. Honestly. What, was it a Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah. It was a Wednesday. I said, Hey, I have to take some time off Yeah. unpaid vacation, whatever. Like I need to leave. He was like, okay, yeah, go handle, go handle your family business. And we were gone Friday. Yeah. So the one thing that like, even though we haven't seen, I haven't seen people, um, is that people are still there for me and for us and our family, even if I've completely checked out. So, you know, people aren't all scary. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a lot to take in <laughs> was- August, September, October, and then November. Cause we were there uh, during Thanksgiving. We sure were. We what, were was so- I do- what was I doing on Thanksgiving? <laughs> Drinking. <laughs> We were all like so beat up though. Mm-hmm. I'd fallen on the floor joists and like my, my, I was like a solid bruise all from my head to my toes. And um, but yeah, we were so tired. We didn't even go to a family Thanksgiving. We stayed in the hotel room and. Yep. It was just one of those days where we just took, took the day and, and just relaxed and then uh, went, went I, back to it again. I think though that that ruined our whole like holiday. I don't want to say it ruined it, but I think it, because the holiday season for you is kicked off by Thanksgiving. Like yeah. I don't make Thanksgiving, you make Thanksgiving and you love the food and you love the atmosphere. We put the tree up traditionally before Thanksgiving, putting up the tree people. Yeah. Um, Rick starts listening to Christmas music approximately July 31st. That's not <laughs> true. <laughs> Every once in a while we'll watch Home Alone or something like that in July, but 
<laughs> no, Christmas music uh, typically kicks off in in uh, November. September. That was funny. You almost slipped yeah. up and said September. <laughs> November. So anyway, so when we got back, we, we, we didn't have a Thanksgiving. Nope. And so, and it was okay. I think we were all okay with that, taking that downtime and resting, honestly, so we could keep working. But um, it, it really, it kicked off the the holiday season in kind of a funky way. And so even at like Christmas, it didn't feel like Christmas even until like Christmas day when we were opening presents and watching the kids and stuff. Yeah. So it was, it's just been a weird six months. Yeah. I'm sorry. Just, you know, it's not your fault. I mean, I know it's not my fault, but I'm, I, 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 it, I caused it. No, (laughs) You I didn't caught, choose it. No, you, I understand that. I didn't choose any of this. Believe me, I wouldn't wish this on somebody I hated. But your part in this was just a piece of the pie. There were just a lot of things happening. And then um, all of a sudden it's the new year. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Six and then I, you know, and then I talked about it again. Like, hey, are we going to release a podcast <laughs> or should I just cancel all of our subscriptions? Because we're, we're paying monthly to keep those episodes God, and this is going to be like there. the most boring podcast ever it might be and we might lose some <laughs> listeners but you know what at least you guys are getting the truth out of this yeah and uh, that's where we've been that's that's real life and it's funny because it's like i have this really terrible attachment style right like i cling to things so badly but when it comes to the lifestyle like i love having sex with other people with you i oh, love watching thank God. so love- you still love uh, other people's cocks uh, well yeah okay, i mean it's good. not it's- <laughs> Because we haven't had we haven't had this conversation. We haven't. Like we haven't the lifestyle just took a back seat and put it to bed, put a little blanket on it, yeah. pet petted it till it went to sleep, <laughs> and it's just been in the back seat sleeping for a while. Yeah, yeah, it has. No, I um I think if I don't like we don't you know press stop on the recording and I don't go downstairs and be like delete it all, <laughs> and it gets out there and I can just I can, like we're I, streaming live by the way. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was an easy band-aid to rip off, wasn't it? it, Like, I think it'll go a long way because intellectually, I know that I'm not the only one that struggles with these things. Well, I mean, you definitely not the only one that struggles with these types of things. Yeah. But there's probably a small percentage of people who struggle with these things the way you do um, that have been sent to Shutter Island. (laughs) And thank God, because I was just visiting there. Yeah. And I was like... Oh my God, we need to get her out. Okay. I mean, to the point where I was looking up the law, I'm like, how, how long can they physically hold her there? Yeah. Because like they said something about a few, you know, however many hours it was. And I'm like, okay, we're past that. You need to release her now. You know, I was like, it was scary for me. Yeah. Cause if they were like, no, we're holding on to her legally. They could, they could have done that. And that, yeah. I think you probably would have seen me go Sarah Connor on some people. Oh God. Because I was at that point, I'm like, no, 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 I don't like this. It's out of my control. It's out of your control. The state is in control of your well-being right now and whether or not you get to come home. And that is nerve wracking. It's hard for me to even like I wrote a lot while I was in there. With crayons? With crayons. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, They eventually did give me like the inside, like you know, the guts of a pen. I was allowed to have the guts of a pen. So I was drawing like eyes and stuff with the guts of a pen. (laughs) 
It's just difficult, but I did it. But so I was writing a lot because I really didn't want to forget things like the people's names that like I taught some guy in there how to count to five in Japanese. <laughs> Alan. Alan. Yeah. Shout out to Alan. Shout out to Alan, who will not be biting anybody's faces. Anybody's faces. <laughs> um. Yeah. God. Even though it was Shutter Island and I was worried the first day that Alan was going to bite people's faces off. Um, I eventually kind of settled down and that might've been the drugs that they gave me, but, um, <laughs> but I did get, I did get a lot of good things. And like I said, and perspective, I never want to get, no matter how tired I get, I never want it to, I, I that is not an option. <laughs> that's just, that's just not an option. And as silly as it sounds like the spirituality part of it, like, um, I read a book on highly sensitive people. Shout out to the lady who recommended that. I know you know who you are because um, you were right. That speaks to me on several levels. And I felt seen reading that book. And um, But I take it a little bit further being a highly sensitive person and being highly depressed, prone to anxiousness and panic attacks. So, But knowing that like having the universe at my back and having this like divine spark that my life is worth something. So um, back to the lifestyle part of this, though, I'm really part of me is still really scared that putting this out there will label me as like the super crazy person that nobody will want to have sex with. And I'm not crazy. I'm just sad. <laughs> sad, just not sad. crazy. I think um, it'd be crazy to pass up on your beautiful vagina. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Everybody was talking about it. In Antigua. <laughs> oh, I guess there were rumors about it. So, so that brings everybody... Full circle. We are up to speed. We are up to speed. God cut a lot of this out. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll cut some. So now that we're full circle, cat's out of the bag, truth is told, transparency has been had. Where does that leave us for the future with the podcast? Uh, I the podcast, the lifestyle. I mean, you've already clearly made made it yeah made it clear that you do and you still like doing that stuff so it's a really fun hobby with you like it's i love tag teaming i shit i was trying to like outsource sex a while ago like just go find somebody to have sex with please it's surprisingly harder than you think <laughs> um cuz cuz i like that i like the the that excitement that it brings to our lives because it's fun and it's something that we do to, together I would like to keep doing the lifestyle. I think it makes us better people and we meet the coolest ass people. Mm -hmm. And I said, it's our thing. I would almost guarantee you, I will receive a message today from make friends out of swingers, not swingers out of friends or oh, yeah. no, make swingers out of, yeah. Make friends out of swingers, not swingers out of friends. That episode. Oh, oh, oh. Because they message us oh my God. every weekend. The people who we didn't give up on. The people we didn't we give like, up on. You're cool as shit. Please keep talking yeah. to us. And, you know. Oh, for sure. I guarantee you that if we reached out to them and said, hey, do you guys want to go have dinner? Just dinner. In a couple of weeks, just yeah. to kind of go get out and socialize, they'd yeah. be like, hell yeah. Yeah. So. No, you're you're right. But I've also, I'm trying to let go of this. Like, so if they do decide, those specific people or anybody else decides like, whoa, I don't want to touch that with a nine foot pole. Like that's, that's okay too. They don't have to. They have to just touch it with their penis. <laughs> Not a nine foot pole. Who carries that with them anyway? Oh my God. <laughs> See, I, I don't. It wasn't a euphemism. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I'm just trying to keep this light. We, oh. we got through the, the hard part now. <sighs> 
I know, so, but I'm like uh, um, in a pool of sweat right now because I'm so okay. nervous and still very emotional about it all. So, so um, it's been fun getting back behind the microphones with you. It really has been. I enjoy this part of it so much. And I, I really am proud of you for talking about all that stuff. Really? Mm-hmm. So you should be proud of yourself too. Thank you. And a big shout out to the listeners who end up listening to this that are still around. Oh God. Um, and a super big thanks to everybody. Cause it wasn't just one donation. It wasn't just one person. There were several people yeah. um, in the, the community that, um, that reached out and donated. Um, you guys are literally the coolest people I've ever fucking met. In yep. my life. We absolutely love all of you. So with that said, I think that wraps up today's show. Woo. Yay. We did it. It wasn't that hard. <sighs> God. Was it? <laughs> it was, wasn't it? Only if you hold it against me. If you want me to, I will. <laughs> I was just, oh, that was bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. All right, everybody. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Hope you enjoyed the show. And um, until next time, I don't know how we sign off. Oh. Keep having, Keep sex, having sex with, with strangers. strangers. <laughs> I will go anywhere, anywhere to find you. I will go anywhere, anywhere to find you. Can't we stay with ideas up all night just to find it? Can't we stay with ideas, ideas, ideas? Stay with